Yo, this is of course your host Jay. Just want to quickly inform you before you hear this episode that Ike was completely in the wrong when I did not let David have a proper introduction at the start of this episode. I guess I wanted to gun out questions and just started gunning, literally. However, this episode was a really fun one. I hope that you stick with it and learn things about David on the way as we unpack them through this episode. David gives out so many gems in this episode, and if I'm being honest, I did not expect any of it. David is a well-versed individual that I had no idea would understand and describes the things he did on this episode. And again, it caught me by surprise, and if you know David, this will completely wipe your face off. And I can't wait for you to hear this great conversation. If you don't know David, though, and you're interested in things like understanding the thought process and personality of a quote-unquote bad kid in elementary school, running a family business, interest in cars and going to the gym, funny stories, and of course, those deeper understandings and why we are the people, or souls, I should say, we are today. Any or all of those things sound of any interest to you, stick around. I'll leave you to it, so now I'm going to pass it off to my past self. Hey, this is your host, Jeffrey Tashuk, with a new episode, episode 12, that is. I'm here with a guest today, and that of David. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. No doubt. So, David is actually another childhood friend. Obviously, we have Brian on, and now it's a pleasure to have you on. But for anyone who doesn't know you, tell them a little bit about yourself. So, my name is David. You know, I've been friends with Jeffrey for a while now. I have a really poor memory, so I can't exactly remember the first time we ever met, but... You know, we date back probably to what elementary school, middle school. Yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't put a finger on the first time. For sure, I honestly don't know either. But you definitely were somewhat close. The only thing I remember is that just overall, you being like that daredevil or just bad kid in, in elementary school. You was just doing whatever that was completely against what the teachers were telling you to do. And I feel like you've always been like that. So is there like a specifics to why you're like that or? Is that just you? I don't know. I'll be honest. I feel like whenever I was younger, I had like a very bad perception of like right and wrong. You know, I just kind of did whatever I wanted to. And also it's fun, you know, like, you know, this is something I like to live by is rules are made to be broken. That's why they're made. They're not there to prevent you from doing things. They're there to encourage you to do things. That's your type of quote. (laughs) (laughs) No, bro. No, but but for real, like, I feel like you got to enjoy life to the fullest. And if that means doing something that, like, doesn't really affect anyone negatively, like, why, you know, go ahead and do it. I mean, I'm not a bad person. Like, you know, I don't come after people and, like, be mean to people. Think about it. You know, Nick, like, coordinated traffic. Okay, wait, but for context, Nick is a, is another childhood friend. He's, like, so how I am with Brian. So that's David's correspo- yeah, correspondent. Is- but the funny thing was, was that Nick was always tall and you were always small for the most part. Yeah. So I called them Tom and Jerry because that's, that's li- it's literally, <laughs> if you had them in the same class, it's literally Tom and Jerry the whole time. It doesn't matter what the teacher's talking about. <laughs> the whole show is centered around Nick and David. Whatever they were doing, they were always shenanigans in class. I remember that like, like it was yesterday. But yeah, keep going. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you're right. Nick is like my oldest friend, you know, that's my best friend. And whenever we get into shit, we usually are together, you know? But do consider yourself a class clown when you were in school? Or did you consider yourself as a class clown? I don't know if I'd say I'd consider myself the class clown, but I do think I was a funny dude, you know? And I'd make people around me laugh and stuff. And that was cool, you know? It's always like, you know, a laugh is great. You know, it's how to have a good time and make people laugh, make people happy. You know, I did that too, like, fair enough in in, in my time, but you take it to a whole nother level. I don't even want to get into those stories, but... Were there any classes that you had with Nick after, like, in high school and 
I think they like made sure that you two were not in the same class. Yeah. No, I mean Nick. Nick also did kind of fall behind a little bit, so he was in like <laughs> some classes that I wasn't in. Shout but, out, Nick, bro. Bro, but we, we, you know, we'd see each other at lunch and stuff, and still like wreak havoc, you know. Mm-hmm. You remember that incident with that kid that threw that chocolate milk at me? Okay, let's let's not go there. <laughs> okay, now, but more importantly, you were the kid that like you know did so much stuff. I think that was what made you like so out there and whatever, like trying to risk everything. But that's something I've always admired about you as far as I can remember. You were always super confident and, you know, testing those boundaries, if you will. Where does that confidence come from? I don't know. I'd, I'd say that, like, I've just always been, like, a very social people. I'm like, you know, I'm a people's person. And I, like, I'm just comfortable with people. I have a bad perception of danger and I have, like, a bad perception of reality. So I don't really think about things. I just do them. So I think Literally the definition of a daredevil. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, actually, textbook definition. But textbook. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I just, I don't really know, like, how I got comfortable enough to do that kind of stuff. It's just kind of always been like that. I think it's the people I've been surrounded with. Me and Nick, basically, were, like, brought up together, you know? We are best friends since kindergarten, pre preschool, you know? And, like, me and him just, like, started, like, stepping out of the boundaries little by little. And that's, like, how we got here today, doing stupid stuff all the time. Literally. Yeah. But... I meant in terms of like you did stuff like outside of school. Like I know you did parkour, maybe even ballroom dancing. I think. Dude, I did so many different things. Uh, you want me to list a couple of them for you? Yeah, go go ahead. So, growing up, I was always very athletic, and my parents like loved to see me try new things. Like you know, I was like I was taking classes in the circus. You know, in like circus. acrobatics. Yeah. Real now, circus. I mean, I wasn't performing for a circus, but I was doing acrobatics. I was learning stuff like most of it was like gymnast stuff. But it was all in the same dance studio. They do a lot of different things. But one thing they had was acrobatics. I did some ballroom. I did some breakdancing. Breakdancing was probably like one of my favorite things growing up. And the acrobatic stuff was really dope too. Because I got to like, you know, really fine tune my, my balance. And like get in, get in tune with my muscles and stuff, you know. But you don't seem like the ballroom dancing type, right? <laughs> Dude, there are videos of me ballroom dancing. I know. <laughs> yeah, I might, not, I might not seem like it now, but I love dancing. That's dope. Why, why do you like dancing? Or what's, what is it about it that, that you like? Like, obviously, you can like the whole thing, but what are the specifics? In that? I don't know, just the energy. Like, you, have you ever done any kind of dancing? Definitely. Especially when you have, like, a dance partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you choreograph something, you, like, dance together. Like, you're having a connection with another individual. Like, you got, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just the energy from dancing. Like, I just love dancing. I just like it. I like that. So, I think it's, it's something to do with, like, knowing every bone in your body too right because i look at dancing and like shit like ballroom dancing it's like that looks like super complicated yeah. like how do you like and from what i remember it's like most people don't make any mistakes and if you do do mistakes like obviously ballroom dancing is a sport right like they grade they score it like right competitions, and stuff, competitions yeah. yeah so you were a part of that yeah so obviously there's the want to not make any mistakes but more importantly like you're like in tune with the other person but more so with yourself so like you know where to move and like that's a whole process so like learning that what do you think you've learned about yourself today i think the biggest thing that i took away from from dance was tempo because that's like one of the biggest things you need for dance you know you got to listen to the music and you gotta like your body's got to match the tempo so i think the biggest thing i learned was tempo you know i got a really good rhythm going on now i can like match the tempo of a lot of things and you know like that's that's a really like key thing like i have it like i like basketball because i think like that's the 
all sports, but basketball is a very big sport in that, that you have to be really in tune with yourself. You have to be in tune with, with the ball. Like it's, instead of dancing, it's, it's, it's with a ball. Obviously in, in other sports, it's connected with different types of equipment, whatever that might be. But I feel like you can only understand that if you play sports or do something like ballroom dancing, but you really need to be in tune with yourself and understand that and the person or ball, whatever that is might be. And in sports, you obviously have both elements, the team and something else physical and that of the ball or again, whatever other type of equipment. Again, just like tempo is a tempo is a big thing. And like we just went like snowboarding. What was it like a few weeks ago? And like you tried skis for the first time and like you knew how to like like nobody knows how to ski for the first time. Like obviously that talks about how and how in tune you are with yourself. But more importantly, like that you can grasp things faster than most people can. Let me ask you a question. Do you think there is like such a thing as natural athleticism, like being born athletic? hundred percent. You think so? There, there is, but like we talked about it here on the podcast before, like it, it can only take you so far. But yeah, definitely like you, you have to work for it. But sometimes like there's just genes and. I was always like, I think. I believe that to some extent, but I also feel like you fine-tune your own physical capabilities on your own as you're growing up, you know? And I was, I partook in so many different things, like, like you mentioned earlier, parkour was a huge thing for me at some point, bro. Like, I was sitting at home in my room watching videos of dudes, like, jumping building the building for hours. And, I, you know, it was always really interesting to me. I'd go out and try that, you know, get, like, really comfortable doing that kind of stuff, like, dangerous stuff. But, like, you know, you get more in tune with your body, and you become, like, your balance gets better like different aspects of your athleticism get better, you know, your muscles build a little bit. And I think that's why skiing, also skiing, going back to the like bad perception of danger and stuff, like I think I almost like dislocated my hip when we were, when we were doing that. Oh, that's daredevil in you that just wants to try new things. Yeah, but like, I don't know, I kind of just like to learn new things, I just throw myself into it like full-fledged. And I feel like that's one reason that like I'm pretty good at new things. It's just because, like, I don't really hesitate. I just, like, fully put myself in it. Like, submerge myself in whatever I'm trying to learn. Just, like, snowboarding. Dude, like, all of my friends were super hesitant, you know, being real careful. Didn't want to get hurt. I just got on, like, the first time I was up there, dude, I just got on my snowboard, stood up, and just, like, started gunning it down the mountain. I fell. I fell so many times, bro, and I felt really bad a couple times. But, like, you know, because I went into it so quick and so heavy, I, I just picked it up real fast. I got pretty good at it pretty quick. That's another big thing. Like, I remember my dad saying that, like, he just picked it up, like, just went down that mountain. So for anybody that doesn't have that in them, though, to, like, go for it, like, what kind of advice could you give to somebody that wants to try a new thing or just throw themselves into something? But, like, to not be afraid of it either, like, to enjoy that process. One thing I'll say is you fall before you learn to walk. Every new thing you try, you're going to fail before you succeed. And this applies to every aspect of life, whether it's business or it's a new sport you're trying or anything like you have to be willing to like fail and learn from your failures and you know build on your successes like things that you learn that you're doing right you got to build on those and continue doing those you learn from your mistakes so let's say oh I like I did something wrong like I leaned too far on my toes when I was snowboarding now I know not to do that you know I fell and I remember that I fell and I learned that like I did this wrong to fall so now you don't do that anymore it's all about learning from your failures and I love that you understand that so Next thing I want to ask you is that obviously we talked about like being more in tune with your body and through these things, but what would you say you've learned overall through all the things that you did, whether it be, you know, figuratively or whatever it is, what did you learn about doing all those things at a young age? Because we hear that like, obviously it's really important for 
kids to try new things and that's how they find what they love to do so what kind of things did you learn about yourself through all those things that you did i just learned that i like trying new things to be honest like sum it all up like i just love like anything you got new for me to try like i'll do it bro like and especially like things that give you adrenaline like i'm an adrenaline junkie for sure I just love trying new things. Bro, snowboarding, I really enjoy it. Like, it's it's amazing. I just like trying new sports, you know, any, anything new, really, to be honest. My brain's always, like, trying to learn new things. I want to learn new things. Okay, so obviously I was around you in elementary school, and then there was kind of, like, a hiatus in terms of, like, being in different schools, kind of like with Brian, where I ended up meeting you again in high school. Throughout that time, what would you say were some important takeaways or events that happened during that like middle school time period and more specifically i know you were on the shorter spectrum in height how are you able to retain like your confidence being shorter than most because you know being with you in high school i know your persona didn't seem to change at all so yeah well in middle school i feel like i'll be honest bro the school system doesn't really teach you much in my opinion at least like <laughs> I, don't, I don't really feel like i took too much away from school and in, in the like in the sector of education but i do feel like middle school was an amazing experience for me because I was a social butterfly and in middle school just like having so many friends and stuff just really opened me up and like made me the person that I am today and uh, in regards to my height like I don't know it never really like was a big issue for me because I just came to accept that I'm like short as shit and can't really do anything about it and I know it's an issue for some people getting bullied but like whenever someone would make fun of me like I'd kind of just like make fun of something back and then they leave me alone. Well, don't do that. But I mean, that it speaks to like you just being confident. I feel like you've always just not cared about what anybody said because you knew more about yourself than anyone else did. And I think that's the most important part. Like that's the root of the problem is that like people will say things about you and then you start questioning yourself about it. But I feel like that doesn't happen with you because you understand yourself. Yeah. So so talk. So talk, that's right. So that I mean, that's literally that's literally the definition of of being a soul. Like you understand yourself, so nobody can tell you who you are, or what you are. Like you know, you know what you do, you know who you are. Like those are all things that are contrary to whatever you're doing. So yeah, just be, just be you. So obviously, you said sh being short wasn't a problem. Education system didn't teach you anything. What were some events? Like, is there anything big? Doesn't doesn't have to be in school. Just like during that time period, is there anything that like happened big in your life that you like to share that you maybe learned something or anything like that? In middle school, that's tough because, like I said, I got like a horrendous memory, so it's hard for me. To right. Think okay. Well, let's go back a little bit. Well, I need to know, like, what's your favorite movie, TV show as a kid? Like, what was what was your thing? Harry Potter, bro. Really? Harry Potter. If you know David, I I think nobody would have thought of that. Nobody would have. It was like, you know how I told you my mom's like the closest person to me, right? Right. Bro, I'll tell you this much. Like every night I was up late doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like, you know, I'm supposed to be asleep. It's past my bedtime. I'm on the game or something. My mom will come in and like, okay. she'll get really pissed. She'll kick me off. But when it's Harry Potter, like that was something we did together. Like that was something my mom introduced me to. And I loved it because me and her would stay up to like 6 a.m. on a school night watching Harry Potter together. Like time just didn't exist anymore when, we would, when we'd watch that together. Well, Harry Potter is obviously one of the best movies. Yeah, it's like a... It's, it's, a it's movie, like movie series. Parts, yeah. yeah, so movies. It's, it's one of the best movie series, one of the biggest IPs ever. But what was it about Harry Potter that you really liked? Because I would not have thought that you would have liked Harry Potter because it has to do with like... Like, it's not very violent. It's very, like... Kid-friendly. Kid-friendly. Well, not even that. I just think, like, there's... They talk about, like... Obviously, the point of this podcast is, like, we dissect 
things that like might be contrary to like the average person. Like people will think cartoons are like the childish stuff ever. Cartoons are like literally like the best, in my opinion, at least the best thing because it's like, it's the best way for humans to understand information, right? Like, like everything, like there's so many things like stuck into, into movies, whether that be Cars or Shrek, like there's different concepts in, in those movies that, that are just hidden in there. And you don't understand them as a kid, but when you grow up, it's like, and you go back to that, it's like, wow, like, like I didn't, I didn't think of that when I was younger, but like, I, I knew something about it, but I, I didn't connect the dots, right? So like Harry Potter is very much like that. Like it has a lot of it. I'm personally not the biggest fan, but I know a lot of people are a big fan of respect to the movie, but like, what were some of the things in, in Harry Potter that, you know, were those like secret messages or hidden messages that are, what do you like overall about that movie series? I just like Harry Potter's personality. It's probably the biggest thing for me. And the storyline is very interesting. And a couple things that I could take away from that movie series was that like, you know, Harry Potter, he had his own tight group of friends and he always showed like a lot of loyalty. You know, there was other people like trying to, one of the first things whenever you get to that school, so the school is called Hogwarts, right? right. Magic Wizard School. And he gets to that school and there's this kid, Malfoy, and he's like, like a bad kid, you know? And Harry Potter's already made like a friend or two on the way to the school. And once he gets to school, there's this kid saying, hey, like, you much like you should come hang out with us. Like, we're better than them. And, you know, immediately he shows some loyalty. He's like, I think I can, like, tell the wrong bunch for myself. And he, uh, you know, kind of just turned him away, which I think was like, you know, that's cool. Like, you got to be loyal to your friends. Especially do you, do you think people. you picked that up, like, back then? No. You picked that up now? Recently. Recently, yeah. see? So it's like, but you, you went back and watched yeah. that. So it's like, that's, that's like the whole point. Like, I feel like Disney and all of these other like great IPs, like they're being more accepted because older people now like understand that like cartoons aren't bullshit. Like there's hidden messages and all of that. Like there's, they, there's they, they teach you a lot. Yeah. Like going back on that now, like I might've not understood it, but I definitely took something away. Like one thing, one thing with me was cars. Like I really like to be like that guy. Right. But like you got to understand that anything could be taken away from you in a second, right? Like he got lost in the middle of nowhere, right? And then he's like, like, I'm the hotshot. I got to get back. And they're like, no, like you got to wait. So it's like, it teaches you a lot, but like, like it told me to be humble. That was a big thing because I always thought like I was that dude. And like, you know, you always have to never be ahead of yourself in that aspect. You can never be too high, never be too low. And so with what you just said is has to do with, with, with friends and all of that. And I know you've always been, very loyal guy, very respectful. Like you're never like gonna like turn your back on somebody. So other than Harry Potter, where did you like start to to do those things, or what encouraged you to to be a better friend, or why do you think that's? I think that's, that's just kind of like in my blood. Like I feel like my parents have always taught me, you know, those lessons in life as as I was growing up and stuff. And like you know, I think. I kind of gathered that information on my own that like you'll get the loyalty that you give so like you know if you got someone's back they'll get you right back you know i agree with that so this is a business podcast the next question i got for you when did that business aspect play in with your dad and everything walk the listener through what your family business is and when you sort of got involved in that process uh so my dad so i'm gonna start off with giving some background information on my dad so my dad's been uh you know he came from Ukraine and when he got here he didn't really have much you know he had he had Russian as a language and he didn't have very much English at all and he had to you know go to college and get an education and stuff learn some English 
and he he actually did pretty good for himself. He got him he you know he got a degree, and he worked in IT for over twenty years. Tech guy. Yeah, he worked in IT for only ten, for over twenty years. He was like you know testing softwares and stuff like that, uh, troubleshooting stuff, and he would commute two hours every single day to go to work and come back home, and. You know, you gotta get tired after 20 years doing something you don't really like doing and commuting, like spending all that time in traffic on the road. And he got so fed up. So, pretty recently, probably like five, six years ago, I'd say he started brainstorming ideas because he 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 wanted to be his like a business owner. You know, be your own boss. And we started thinking about ideas together. And we went through a couple different ideas, but the one that we really like is what we're doing now, which is birthday parties for kids. So we you know we host kids' birthday parties. Talk to customers. You know, you get to socialize with people. It's always nice to talk to people, and um, yeah. So he opened the business. It kind of took off at first. It was a little slow, but you know, with the right marketing and stuff, which is very important for business. You gotta market. You gotta, you know, social media is really important. The business kind of took off, and it was a way for our whole family to work together. Kind of, you know, it's a weekend thing. So when we first started, we would all go out to a birthday party together. You know, mom, dad, and then me and my brother. So we would all go to a birthday party together. My dad would teach me stuff about business, and he would teach me how to run stuff. You know, he would tell me how to like talk to customers. And my dad has like given me an enormous amount of like new skills and information that I've taken away. Like I never knew how to professionally talk to a customer until we started doing that business. Because I'm running around LA, all of LA, doing these parties on my own. You know, you got to talk to customers. You got to find out what they want. You got to make sure they're happy. Customer always has to be happy. That's the only way they're gonna come. They back. come first. That's right. Yeah, customer comes first. So uh, we'll talk about the specifics first and foremost. What, what is what do you guys do at the kids' parties? If you can disclose that. So I'll start with like my personal experiences and what I like enjoy and take away from the job. So first, first and foremost, you know you gotta get a client. So my dad will find customers. Uh, well, the customers will find him through his like advertising and stuff. So but like, what is he advertising? Just, just kids parties? Yeah, just birthday services, you know, videos, pictures, like he'll, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. 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 So he'll just basically like point blank, he'll just advertise exactly the service we offer. And, uh, you know, customers will reach out, tell us they want us here, you know, then and there, and they want us at this time on this day. And then I'll go out there, I'll call the customer and be like, Hey, I'm a couple minutes out. Like, where would you like to set everything up? So I'll come shake the customer's hands, you know, I'll get like, you know, I'll ask them what, like, what, do they have any special requests? Where did they want this all set up? How old is the birthday boy? You know, stuff like that. And uh, my social skills have grown tremendously from this job because I interact with all, like people of all ages. You know, grandparents, parents, kids, teenagers, infants, like, like the whole spectrum of age. Like, I have dealt with everything. And that's really important because, like you said, you learn a lot and now you're a lot more professional with people. Yeah, so, you know, I'll go set up the service. You know, I'll, I'll get to the customer's house, I'll set everything up, say hi to the customer, you know, tell them my man, get their name. And then uh, also interacting with kids and helping them learn because it's teaching, if you think about it, in a certain kind of way because the kids don't know how to play this new like laser tag or how to play like with like some some kids don't know how to play like video games so you got to teach them how to do that and it's you know it's another interaction where you're having with another human and i just like human interaction is a big thing for me so interacting with kids you learn how to deal with kids better like my patience has gotten a lot better from working for these because i'm some, sure yeah some kids are pretty bad but for the most part it's like you know a lot of good experiences so 
I'll be there for an hour and a half, you know, have the kids play. And then if the customers, one thing that's really nice is hearing that the customers really enjoy the service. When they come up to you after, they tell you, thank you. Like you made this birthday a blast. Like my kid had a great time and we will be calling you again. That's one of the best things to hear is that you got through the customer, the customer's happy and they want your services again. You know, you did a good job and they're going to be back. That's, that's like always a great thing. Repeat, repeat customers is a big thing in business because it costs to, to get those customers back. But with you guys, it's obviously it's an in-person business. So as soon as you can acquire customers easier that way, but obviously just talking to you, I know you're busy like all the time. Like you have parties, like I know you said it's a weekend thing, but you have parties throughout the week yeah. as well. So does it ever surprise you how many clientele you get, your, uh, your business gets? Uh, I've got, I think I've gotten pretty accustomed to it. Like I'm pretty used to it now, but at first it was weird getting used to it because I was never that busy. You know, I was kind of doing my own thing. I didn't really have any responsibilities, but uh, also this job has taught me how to hustle because like I used to be pretty lazy. I not very productive or anything, but now like, like my dad will assign me a couple parties and be like, all right, like that's enough for you. Like you don't need any more. And uh, now I'm like asking for more, you know, like give me more work, like let me go out and like get busy. That's dope. Because I don't like, you know, I don't like being home sitting on my ass doing nothing. I'd rather be out working, doing something productive, like furthering myself, you know. Love that. Let's backtrack a little bit. So can we break down the different things? Because I have like specific questions for the things you do. So you said laser tag, pictures, what else in, in, uh, in the mix? We don't really do pictures. We do take some pictures in the sense of like, you know, we take some photos of the kids having fun, send them to the parents. Parents are happy to get those pictures. They didn't really need to do anything for that. But uh, in regards to the services we offer, mm -hmm. we've got laser tag, we've got a nerve party. The laser tag is basically just like, our, we have like uh, a gun and a headband. We have 14 of them. The kids put them on and play. We set up some tents and stuff. So it's kind of like a war zone, you know, it's pretty cool. Same thing goes for the nerve. We bring out a bunch of nerve guns. Same thing with the tents. Uh, they play like they hide behind the tents and stuff and then we've got a phone party and that's cool because that reaches different ages like it's a different age group because the laser tag is more of like a I would say majority ages like 8 to 16 ish okay. like that's the target audience for that thing and then the nerf is for the younger kids that might not grasp the idea of laser tag and completely understand how to play it and that's where I wanted to get to with the laser tag because I think it's a very if, if you don't know what you're doing, like, it's a very difficult thing to understand because I was always that kid. You know, obviously, like, growing up, like, the, the place to have parties was, was the infamous, like, laser tag locations. There was a bunch, I don't remember the name exactly, but just, like, the whole idea of, of laser tag, I, I, I didn't grasp as a kid. I was like, the fuck is this, like, I'm, like, shooting this shit, but then, like, like, how do points count? Like, how do they know when I hit that thing? Like, I'm dead? Like, what? Like, yeah. like it's really, it's, it's, it's weird. So, I, we'll get, we'll circle back to that, but keep going. Um, uh, the, so, that phone party service I was telling you about, that's cool because it's, like, people of all ages. Like, dude, I have grandparents running through this phone with their kids having a good time. Like, the grandma's like, fuck it, I'm going in or what? Yeah, bro, the grandparents will just see their kids and they're having a good time and they'll jump in, you know? They wanna they wanna have fun with their grandkids and their kids. Like, you, dude, I have seen whole families get into the, like, the phone parties and all have fun together. That's what's cool about it, is anyone can like participate. That's There's dope. no like designated age group. It's Everyone can do it. Dude, I had like a two-year-old little girl running around on the phone the other day. That's crazy. Yeah. Running? Cool. Yeah, well, like her version of running, oh, okay, okay, like walking and falling over every okay, now and then. Okay. But yeah, it was cool, and it was really cool because, like, it bring. I feel like it kind of brings everyone together. When it's laser tag, it's usually you know kids play, parents sit down and watch. But when it's the phone party, like everyone is like everyone is involved. Everyone can have fun. 
It's, that's that's one one reason that it's really cool. So how does it work though? Like it's 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 basically a machine that produces it, and you just like kind of spray it everywhere, or is it kind of like yeah. organized? So we make the mixture on our own. We mm -hmm. buy the the solution from a from a manufacturer. I'm not really. I think they're somewhere in uh, Europe. And we'll buy the solution and then we mix it on our own. You know, it's like uh, two parts water, one part solution. And preparation before you get to the party. You can do it there. You can do it before. Okay. I usually do it when I'm there because I'm because I do this all the time. I'm quick to set up. So I get it done pretty fast. So uh, we have like a little tripod kind of like yours here. And then we set the machine up on top of the tripod. And so like, you know, it has some height and uh, it's a green machine. It mixes water and foam. So that solution we made mixes with water, even though it's already mixed with water. There's two tubes mm -hmm. and you open a valve and you turn on the fan and the solution will get sprayed up into the fan and the fan will blow it all out. And it's crazy that you understand all this because I mean, people will know like machines, but like they won't know what they do. Like you just described me like exactly what the machine does. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's nice. I'm, and it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's two valves, you know? Anyways, machine's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I love about the job is I get to learn new things and how to like work new equipment. And that's really cool is learning new, new services we get. You know, I got up because my dad's uh, not really too good with troubleshooting and technical stuff. So I'll be figuring out new services and stuff like that. Another thing we do is we used to have a big ass game truck. It was like 32 feet long, bunch of TVs, like LEDs. You guys don't have that anymore. No. And I'll tell you why. COVID. So when COVID first hit, that was real bad. Like it, it almost shut us down completely. That was my next question. How did COVID affect the business? Yeah, COVID was real bad. Like we had no bookings at all for like wow. a month or two. And we didn't know how long it would go on for. Because when business dies down completely, your income stops. Right, because that's your main source of income. Is, yeah. Is, is, Luckily, my mom's still in IT. Oh, so right, we right. have, you know, we have un one income. But when the other one gets cut off completely, it's like so scary because... My dad's, you know, committed to this business. What happens if that income stops? Like you're kind of in a hole, you know, what can you do? That's the risk that all business owners take, right? Yeah, so and that's, that's, that's why it's scary getting into business. But, you know, my dad hung in there, continued so, like, you know, doing the social media advertising. He didn't like back down. He continued doing what he was doing and he tried to take the necessary precautions to still function as a business with the global pandemic. So things like selling the game truck, because it's indoors. That was that was why we had to get rid of that. Nobody booked it anymore. Because people can't, like when it first hit, everybody was scared. Like nobody wanted to of be course. indoors close to other people. You know, CDC was putting out crazy shit. Like stay, like don't touch anyone, don't lick anyone, you know. And uh, my dad just tried to follow the guidelines. He sold that, that game truck and he replaced it with another service, which is also a video game service. How quick was that period of time? Like COVID hit and you're like, fuck, I need to sell the game truck. How fast did that take? Because it's, it's, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. Like it's not, that truck is how long, how how big, huge. Well, yeah. So. And not not only that, it was a truck that we bought from a dealership. Huge investment and the trailer. Huge investment. You know, and how much, a lot of money right there. Yeah. Who wants to buy all of that equipment and store? It's like a big ass. And thing. who wants to do that after a pandemic just hit? Right. Yeah. So it was it was tough. It put us in a tough spot. I would say once the pandemic hit and really took like a toll on our business. It took us about two weeks to realize we got to get rid of this shit. Like, we can't run this. Nobody's going to order it. You, you acted pretty fast. I yeah. Mean. It was, my, my dad's very smart. That's so. cool. Because he, he sensed that. Like, he yeah. was like, it was like time to, time to pivot. And I feel like, in, like, obviously, this is a business podcast again. But, like, that's like a really, like, that's a key instinct is, like, you have that gut feeling. Like, nobody can tell you that, like, you know, a recent new pandemic, right? And, like you know you don't know which way it's gonna go right but your dad was like fuck it i'm not taking the chance because he felt it in his gut that it's probably not the good idea so he pivoted like and that's a big pivot right because you said the 
truck allocated how much like percentage wise towards your business huge amount right like that was the that that was i think that was like the main part of like that was the main attraction i'll tell you like once we sold it and covid kind of died down after a couple months like we got calls like crazy asking for the game truck and we had to keep turning customers down be like i'm sorry like we don't have this service anymore because of covid but we have this this and this and you know sometimes they'll like bite for the other services we have but sometimes we lose customers and that was tough too because you know, like we had returning customers asking for that service again because they loved it so much the first time. But, you know, we'd explain we can't do that anymore. We we don't have that service. You know, COVID is around. What right. can we do? Right. And um, also selling it was a good move because it wasn't bringing us any business at the time. And you got to think about other expenses. Like you got to insure that big ass thing that's expensive as shit. You also got to store it. You know, you got to pay a storage fee. And then... It was probably one of the more difficult things because now we literally just take equipment for our house, from our house and we go point A to point B, you know. But before we had to drive to the storage, pick up the truck, go to the, like a place, stop for gas sometimes, you know, stuff like that. And with like without that game truck now, like business has been a lot easier. It's been like more smooth running. Right. We store all our stuff at home now. Well, let's talk about the the main attractions you have now. So I, I wanted to circle this back to what you said about like the ideology of laser tag. Right, because again, like I didn't really understand it as a kid. Why do you think that laser tag is, is such a thing that kids attract? I wasn't a big fan of it. Like, I'm also not a fan of those things. Like, I know you're into video games and you like the combat stuff, but the only combat I would do would be like, you know, Mario. Like, that's the biggest one I took. Like, that was that was what was interesting to me because I was really into sports. So, like, obviously you have all the sport video games and then, you know, the cartoon video games. So, like, yeah. So, why do you I mean, think? I could be overhyping the laser tag a little bit right now, but I feel like it's a way for kids to bring like th- like their dreams about video games to life, kind of. Because you know, some kids play Call of Duty, they play like like all these different games, and it's all online. You know, keyboard or mouse, you're sitting in your room, you're not really moving or anything. You're just like looking at a screen, and it's like not real. You know? One thing I could say, the adrenaline is, is definitely. I I remember like that's the one thing I remember. Like as soon as they say go. Or whatever, like, like it's did. real. Yeah, like, it's real, bro. Like I played a couple times, and I you'd be surprised. Like you know, it's people. Kids get competitive. I got competitive. Like it's fun. It's cool. You know. And where I was going with that is, it's kind of like my dad will often tell customers. This might sound silly, but when they ask about it because they don't really understand it, they'll be like, they'll be he'll be like, your kids play Fortnite. They'll be like, yeah. Be like, it's like Fortnite in real life. It's like you know, <laughs> that's that's the selling. Yeah, that's right. what he'll do. Is he'll tell them it's kind of like you know, it's like your kid's favorite video game, but in real life, like it's a blast. It's fun. You move around like you're with your friends. You're like playing against real people, you know, physically playing, and it's it's so much fun. Everybody loves it. Like I've never had someone not like the laser tag before. So yeah, like the equipment for laser tag. Like again, circling back to the to the real spots like the indoor places like they had like a whole ass buffoon like you had to put on like a vest you had the gun like i remember i ran into walls sometimes like it's too dark in there yeah. like like what's what's the type of like equipment that you use and like again is it like hard for you to explain the kids what they have to do if it's like their first time or is it kind of like a beginner's thing it's pr- it's pretty it's pretty beginner like i think it's hands-on mostly learning so you got to like pick up the gun start playing you learn things as you go but my, like the instructions, I brief them before we start playing, which kind of helps them understand how to play and stuff, gives them an idea of the rules, the objective, and how to use stuff. But uh, it's it's a bit of a learning curve. I've ran into some kids that do not learn very well and couldn't pick it up. But I also had some like really intelligent kids that would pick stuff up that I didn't even explain to them, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Like it's 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 a little complicated, but like when you play, you kind of get the hang of it. Going off of that, I know you said you have bad memory, but do you have like any stories of of cool experiences during hosting a party? Like something happened that you remember for the, for whatever reason. The things that stick with me the most, I think, are like pleasant interactions with customers, like really happy customers, really kind, generous customers. Because sometimes I'll be running around all day, like I got three parties in a row. And I can't stop for food in between, so I'll have some customer offer me food. I'm starving, you know. <laughs> you gotta starve the kid, run it around. That's very nice, you know, when the customer can actually feel like they they like, like they feel for you, you know, and they like offer you like you want some water. Like I know it's kind of hot out today, and just like if they come over and have like some nice genuine conversation with me, that's always nice. I'm all about like I like I think I've said this multiple times since we started recording, but dude human interaction is my shit bro like i love people i love you for that because i definitely more uh, you're like you said you're the social butterfly i'm kind of not the opposite but i'm I'm less of, i'm less of that yeah uh, and I, and it helps you in, in a lot of ways so i know we talk about it sometimes like the parties and i remember you telling me this one story that kind of stuck with me because i heard somebody else say something similar but you were, I don't know if you were having your own parties yet or anything like that, but it, it, it kind of comes off of like what you were saying right now, like somebody looking out for you. So basically you were hosting a party or something and somebody like tipped you. Like it was like $100 or something, something like, I think it was $100. Something crazy like that. Yeah. So yeah. And you, and you just like, I just want to ask you, like, it wasn't like the amount, like it was like the gesture, right? Like you'll remember that for the rest of your life, right? Because you were just like a, you weren't like hosting your own parties yeah like you were still the kid in the back that was like kind of like organizing everything yeah. and somebody comes up to you and like you know like yo like you know he sees the kid like he found the kid like and he gave you a tip because he understands that you probably will remember that a lot of a lot of customers like have the realization and the understanding that like you know most 18 year olds aren't really like functioning and like doing like doing business related things right now and i've had some customers come up to me and like the tips are nice but the, the, the stuff that's cooler is like receiving nice words from customers like, dude, like you're 18, like you're out, you're hustling, you know, going like, you know, like you ran a great party. Like, I'm very impressed by your skills. Like you handle these kids amazingly. Like I'm, I was very impressed with like your work today. And then they tip you as a gesture of kindness. That's always cool. But the, the big thing for me is the like, you did a great job, like well done. You know, it makes you feel good about yourself. It, like you're getting better at what you're doing. And do you know? We're talking about tips, right? Mm. Do you know Doc? You know who Doctor Phil is, right? <laughs> I worked for his son one time. This dude was so nice to me. He was incredibly nice. It's crazy, right? That you like you go to all these places. Like I remember you telling me, you can go from like, you know, the west of Los Angeles to like the west of Compton or something yeah, like that. Redondo so, Beach. I had a party out there the other week, dude. That's far. Yeah. So I, I don't want to cut you off. So answer this after but like learn what have you learned about people through the process i know you said that you like interacting with people but what have you learned about people through the process? so I'll, co I'll come back to that in a second what i was saying about dr phil's son is this man was so wealthy like i haven't it wasn't just a gated community where you come to the front and you give your id you enter the first gate and then you drive up to the second gate and then they let you in there never and heard that he was so nice bro like he told me where i needed to set up he like asked me if I need anything, you need some food, you need some water, you need help moving this equipment. Like he's paying me to be there and he's offering me his assistance. Like that's pretty rare. I don't really get that often from customers. He was very kind. He, you know, he came up to me, he shook my hand, he told me thank you, like you like made this an amazing party. And then this dude handed me $300 more than the total was. So he gave me a $300 tip 
Crazy. Which was insane. And another crazy thing is I left, you know, I was, I didn't even know what to say. I was speechless. I've never gotten a tip that big. I left, dude called me back personally. He had my personal number. He called me back two weeks later and he said, hey, I know this is last second, but uh, I'm out of town. My daughter is home with her friends right now. Like they want to do laser tag. Like, could you come by? So dude wasn't even home. He had me come to his property, set everything up. The girls played for like an hour and then they left. And then he called me. He was like, I think they're all done. Like, I just spoke to my daughter. She had a blast. Thank you. Dude, tipped me another $300, sent me on my way, told me thank you so much. That's crazy, right? Because they were they were girls, too. So, obviously, you talked about how everybody loves laser tag. Yeah. But I would think it's a, it's a male type of interest at first. But you got girls, boys, doesn't matter. Everybody. Yeah, young girls, old girls, like grandmas, dude. Like, everybody. <laughs> I could just imagine the like, granny running around with the AK. Yeah, bro. It's cool. It's fun. <laughs> and then you were asking me a question earlier. What were you asking me? Oh, what did you learn areas? about people? Everybody's different. Everybody's different. That's and a big thing. To, to everybody understand. has a very different personality. Just because someone isn't like... At first, I would think if someone wasn't like really like me, like they weren't very social with me, you know, they didn't talk to me much. Like, oh, like this person's a bitch. Like they don't want to talk to me. Like they're quiet. But you got to understand that some people are just timid like that. Like that doesn't mean they're bad people or anything. They yeah, just, you have to respect that. Yeah, too. and they're just like not as outgoing as maybe you might be, but that doesn't mean that they don't like you or they're like out for blood or they're bad. They just have a different personality. And like also some customers will be like really rude in the beginning. Like I've had some rude customers. This one lady was like very rude to me in the beginning. Like she did, like she took her time to come let me into the house. You know, I was running late already. I set everything up as fast as I can. Then she came over and told me, can you move all this over there? I said, sure. And then, you know, like just like, wasting my time basically and she was pretty like she had a lot of stuff going on so she was stressed out and after she came by she apologized she said hey like i know like i took my time letting you in like i know i asked you to move your stuff around like i know i was kind of rude when i was talking to you because like the tone she took with me whenever she was talking to me wasn't the nicest right so she apologized she told me she was just stressed out and then she was just nice the rest of the party and that kind of taught me a lesson like but people get like flustered when they're like, when things are chaotic you know of course sometimes they got a lot of things going on and it's a bit it's a big thing like they're responsible for a lot of people right so it's like obviously you have to do your part in being yeah. there on time but also it's like it's really chaotic for them because they have to put everyone in accordance with what's going on right? organize so, everything so it's a, yeah it's a very chaotic experience and you understanding that is is a big thing because that talks about obviously you understanding the job but also like people again just some people have different people. you have to understand people because people have different stress levels like there's there's so many things in people and like humans are such a distinct breed like shit can happen and so again like you understanding that about customers is, is, is big because that's that's the number one thing is that everybody's different yeah dude everyone's got their own shit going on like every sometimes people are like are you know having it good like they're pretty chill you know not 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 too much stress in their life Sometimes people are stressed out and they can be mean, but like that's not their intention. They're just like, you know, overcome by emotions. Sometimes emotions get the best of you. And uh, do you think that like customers, your customers in specific, like ever get intimidated with you, right? Like being like a younger guy, like maybe somebody wants like more of like a professional or something like that. Do you ever feel some, some of that backlash? That's funny you asked me that because in the last probably two months, I've had two customers that were like blown away by like my age and that there was only one person coming out to do their birthday party. Right, because so, that's, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And then they see, you know, this, no, no offense, but like this little dude coming yeah. out this big ass truck, like, yo, like up here, like you're like, this, this motherfucker is Yeah, this is all thing. you, this is all you sent me for my birthday party. 
But dude, they like at the end of the party, they like they're like, damn, bro, like well done. You right. Know? So you proved them wrong. So that's yeah. that's your that's your motivation. They're like, all right, all right, dude, sure, yeah, go like talk this shit. Like, like all right, kids, get over here. Like, I'm gonna organize this this shit. Like, everything's gonna be perfect. And then like you leave them speechless. That's yeah. that's your mic drop. Exactly. So yeah, I so I had I had these two customers. Like you know, I'd get there and I'd be like, all right, like where do you want everything set up? And she's like. Dimitri told me there's gonna be two people here today, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like typically we do send out two employees, but like I've been doing this for a while, and uh, like I'm like I'm better off running this on my own, trust me. And then she she would be like, she'd be like, but I have like 20 kids here today. I'd be like, ma'am, like you have nothing to be worried about. Like I have like I have organized a full college of students before. I have done elementary school. That's crazy. Yeah, like dude, I've handled like hundreds and hundreds of kids at a time. And she was like, she was like, okay, like if you say so, like you could tell she was hesitant, like she didn't really believe me. Of course, right? Because it's like, keep on. Yeah, like sometimes kids don't obey like your orders. That's where like, I'm. That's where I was going at. It's like they see somebody that's like no offense, but like kind of they're high. They're like the fuck, this motherfucker's about to leave my party. Like how about yeah. we just tackle him? You know, like you see it in movies all the time. Like somebody like tries to direct kids because kids like don't know. Like they want to test boundaries. Like obviously you like test you you like to test your boundaries yourself. A lot, but like, you know, you see, like I said, like you see it in all the time in movies. Like somebody wants to direct kids and uh, they're like, no, fuck that. Like, let's tackle the dude. Like, oh. yeah, they like to poke the bear, see yeah. what they can do, you know? See so how, how do you, they can do. has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah, bro. I have had some really bad experiences. With how kids. do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, I mean, you gotta keep it professional. Like, you can't do anything. You just gotta, gotta suck it up and just like handle it as best you can. But the thing that I'll do is I'll be like, like you guys, like, you gotta like here are the rules here are the instructions what i like to say is like i'm here for you guys to have a good time like 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 let's all have a good time there's no reason for like for anyone to not listen you know if you all listen everything's gonna go as planned and it's gonna be a good party but if you don't listen like i will give you warnings and stuff but if you continue not to listen you're not gonna be able to play i'm sorry so like, give them the rules the and rules, give them okay yeah. okay so that was a good little segment about about the business is there anything else you wanted to add before we go on to no, I think I think we touched up on a lot of different things. But so let's talk about some interests. I know you're into cars. Where did that passion come from? I have no idea. I honestly wasn't. I think I think Nick was a big influence on my interest in cars. Honestly, like originated whenever I started driving. Like I started off. My first car was uh, relatively early, right in age. Yeah, I like just just under seventeen. Yeah, so. I started driving pretty pretty early. I think probably like 16 and 3 quarters. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I got my first car, I bought it myself. Uh I bought a 2009 Lexus IS250. And it was a cool little car, you know, it was like a treat. It was really nice. I like I really appreciated that car. It was a really nice car. And I got it for a good deal and I was driving it around and um you know, I love that car. It get me where I was going. It was really nice and stuff. And I got into an accident and the car was totaled and I got paid out for the car and then I had to shop for a new car. And there's a faster version of the Lexus IS250 called the Lexus IS350. And when I bought that car and like felt the difference between the cars, like it just like made me realize that cars don't just have to be transportation. They can also like you can have some fun with the car. Oh God, that's and that's where everything goes goes downhill from there. Huh? You got to be responsible with it too. I mean, like I'm not saying like go out and like drag race and be unsafe and stuff. I'm just saying like you can really enjoy like a fast car that's quick with a throttle. Okay, so before we get into like the aspects of the car and just like you know testing its limits, like I know like you're into like car parts and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, like 
I don't like cars because it's really complicated. But you seem to like really complicated things, right? Like school was not your thing, but yet you really like like things that are contrary to like the average person. Like average people don't know all the shit you probably do about cars. Yeah. So like there has to be some kind of like start. Like I know you said Nick was an influence, but like what's like so interesting to you about like just like the cars features and then we'll talk about the cars. As soon as me and Nick both got cars, first thing we wanted to do was start changing shit. Right. Like, Cause you, so customization. Yeah. So where do you think that like, cause we talked about with Brian, like it's nostalgia. Like I love to customize too. Right. But there's like, there's like a point for me. Like I like to create, like, you know, like I want to start something from, from the bottom. Like I don't want to touch what something already is and like try to figure it out because my mind is just not like I can solve like, puzzle pieces but i can't you know like it, it, it's like it, it's hard to explain but like cars are, is very complicated things all right like so like so wh- where was that like learning pro- process start like okay like you want to customize a car like where'd you go like you just went on youtube and like started looking at yeah, dude, what you can change the internet is like one of the most powerful tools of this century you can learn anything you want on the internet like whatever it is whatever it has to do with anything you want to learn you can learn it like, now is the era for you to utilize the internet. Right. Like, everything is on there, dude. You can get any information you want to get a hold of. For sure. So, like, anytime I wanted to change something in my car, I'd look up, like, how do you do da 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 How do you do this and that? You know? Like, I have a problem with my car. My car needs an oil change. Go on YouTube. How do I do an oil change on a, you know, put in the year, put in the model. And everything's on there. Like, I need to replace my headlight bulb. I want to, like, buy new headlights and switch out the headlights and taillights. Like, you learn how to do it once. Now you have a new skill, like, you can use. And I just, like like I said, I love new shit, bro. Like, I love learning new things. And cars are so cool because that was one thing me and Nick loved to do together. Anytime we were doing something to our cars, we would, you know, pull it into the garage. And yeah, the infamous g- garage time. It's like, where's Nick and Dave? Oh, they're downstairs in, in this garage changing parts. Yeah, they're just doing some shit, dude. And it was always fun. Like, you know, we'd paint our wheels. We'd paint our badges. We would paint our brake calipers, change our brake pads, put on new rotors. You know, like something goes wrong, like we would, you know, try and replace it ourselves or fix it, you know, minimize costs and learn a new skill. Dope. So it was always fun, yeah. So customization though, like, so I, I didn't really finish what I was saying earlier because I, I just ran on a tangent. But like, we talk about like games and like shit like that where custom uh, customization was a big thing. So for me, like games like Club Penguin, Beyblades, like that's where it like really like intrigued my interest that like something can be more than than what is like you can customize it to how you want to look like. So was there, it. yeah. So was is there anything like that for you? I know you weren't to Beyblades. You were with us, obviously. But like anything that you kind of or, or does that any have any importance to you, or was that kind of just like games, games in the customization? Past? Dude, always like you always want to personalize your shit and like make it unique. I don't really, like, one thing that's, like, big for me on cars is most people, like, the average Joe on the street, like, their car looks like every other car that was made the same. Right. You know, like, they didn't do anything. Their car looks exactly the same as all the other cars on the street. Like, I do some shit to my car here and there that just gives it some uniqueness. So that's the want to be different, right? Yeah. But also, like, you run the lines of, like, you know, a cop. Not only every every other person looking at your car, like, oh, like, that's a nice car that, like, a cop would be able to see you more than another car because every other car looks like every other car but your car look doesn't look like every other car you know what i mean so that's yeah. like as soon as my like my dad's super overprotective right so it's like i want a red car he's like you're not getting a fucking red car and i'm like why if it's a cop's attract to like like they see a red color on the street like that's usually like that's, that's the first thing they, that. they that's see. actually a myth you know have you heard that uh, red cars are like the number one ticketed cars yeah, yeah. That's, that's not true it's white cars Red cars are on the lower end of the spectrum. That's that's just something people say. 
I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't know, but like, I it's my favorite color. So my I mom told me about that statistic, and I looked it up because I was like, no way, bro. And I looked it up, and white cars are the most like, like really, yeah, the most ticketed cars in America. And it's interesting because you think maybe red, right? Because red's flary, you know, it stands out. But white cars are maybe it's because there are more white cars produced than white than red cars, you know. That could be it, but I don't know. Uh, it seems like I'm getting a red car, pops. <laughs> Dude, do what you want. Get a red car, bro. You might you might just have to customize my car too in, in yeah, the process. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so uh, go back in, into the racing though. I know you you're one of those road um, ragers. <laughs> road ragers. I've had a couple of road rage incidents. Dude, I had a gun pulled on me once, and I didn't even do anything. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, let's not get into that. But like, tell me about like like I don't know. Like obviously. You want to test limits, so you test limits for cars. So, well, what do you like? You know, you just find an open street and, and race, or what's? what's kind uh, of... I wouldn't say I, f- I just find an open street and race. I do kind of drive fast, and a lot of people say I drive recklessly, but I just like to get where I'm going fast. You know, yeah. I don't know. I just I like can't stand sitting in traffic. I just, my car is made to roll. You know. Yeah, but that rolling can can get you it can, can get, get your ass killed. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say I drive recklessly. I disagree. I drive fast and I drive um, spiritedly, but I am a very safe driver. Like I'm always paying attention to everything that's going but on. But you gotta understand, like it's it's not always up to you though. Like there's yeah. a bunch of dumbasses on the street, so it's like the safety isn't in in you because like obviously I know like you're very calculated. Like you'll take like the turns, but it's like in in the instance that like something happens to somebody else and that now affects you right because you're the one that's taking the risk and then somebody else might might take another risk and that's how an accident happens yeah i mean i like to drive like everybody on the roads trying to crash into me i know that sounds stupid bro but if you're just like always looking out for dumbasses doing some stupid shit like majority of the time you'll be able to keep yourself out of an accident Mm, majority but how many cars have you crashed now i've crashed a couple only one of them was my fault though and i know that's hard to believe but on record, I'm not at fault in any of these accidents because I was following the rules of the road. I mean, what can you say? Like, no, like, I know your parents are like pissed, like, well, how the fuck can you crash a car? But like, you're gonna, if you're driving a car, you're gonna, you're just gonna do what you do. Like, there's no stopping you at this point. Bro, any, anytime you drive, I, I know this, this is gonna sound so stupid to you, mm-hmm. but driving faster to me is safer than driving slower. Cause if you think about it, this is gonna sound dumb and like, just hear me out, okay? If you're driving on the freeway and you're driving slow, you're gonna you're going like 65, you're going 70, you're going the same speed as all the other cars. You're giving all these cars around you an opportunity to do some dumb shit to fuck you up. But if you're passing all these cars a lane away, you know, you're oh, that's actually not ba- not that bad of a. I actually can can agree not agree with you, but like I, I can understand, understand your bit. what yeah. what you're saying. Like I I don't know like. It's. I know it sounds stupid because I'm hearing myself say this, and it we're gonna we're gonna stupid. ask this question to the to the people listening to this. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like driving faster might not be safer, but in your regard, yes, I feel more comfortable driving faster. I don't feel comfortable driving slow next to all these retard. Bro, there are some stupid ass people on the road. There are some dumb. I almost people. had an incident today, bro. There was a truck with two lanes, right? And he sees the lane closing, but he's not switching lanes. And so, like, I'm just thinking like there's another lane there because it's like. The guy's not moving, so, like, I don't know, like, is he going to stop? Like, I don't know what's going on. The dude, at the last second, switches into my lane, because, like, the lane's closing. And I'm like, bro, yeah, merging. I'm like, bro, like, what? 
It's, it's like a big ass truck. He's moving slow as fuck. I'm, yeah. It's on the freeway. I'm like, you can't be serious, bro. Like, like he's like, if you're dry, like he had to be asleep or something. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's always scary. So. One thing that's did you know that trailers have a huge blind spot? They have like something crazy, like an 18 foot square foot blind spot. Yeah, I know you have to be really skilled to drive one of those things. Cause... And you gotta be careful around them, bro, because they like they have a huge blind spot. You gotta be careful. Also, like. I'm more attentive to stuff like driving in somebody's blind spot is dangerous. Driving next to a truck is pretty dangerous because they have an enormous blind spot. They don't always see you. You got to make sure they see you, you know? Right. So you always got to be careful about around these big ass trailers. Okay. So is there anything else you wanted to mention about cars? Not really. I love driving cars. That's one of the things that like uh, makes me want to be successful is to have nice things. Like I want to, I don't want to be like insanely rich. But I want to be able to live comfortably, you know, afford nice things like here and there. I want to have a nice house, I want to have a nice car, and I want to have a good family. And those are the three things that I want in life. That's respectable. And uh, what's, what's the dream car? Then? The dream car, I, I mean, do you, do you know much about car models? Uh, bro, I'm, I'm so, like, out of it. Like, like shoes, like that. Like, I can tell you every shoe I can't, I, 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 I can't tell you, like the car on the street yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean i don't i wouldn't say i have a dream car right now but one car that i would love to have it's like 70 dollars it's a mercedes amg gla 45 yeah that's, that's nice. a lot of that's a lot of words but i mean like i have like i have like cars that i like i obviously want uh like i want to i want a range rover soldier whatever like the cars you see on the street like in that red maroon color like that's the sickest car and then Lamborghini yours like that those are those lamp truck bro. Yeah, those two, two, epit- two epitomes. Okay, so let's switch topics then for from the cars I know another interest for you is going to the gym something that you're really passionate about talk a little bit about that So I first it's hard to say how I first got into working out because I've like been super athletic my whole life So I've kind of been doing some form of exercise my entire life but kind of like bodybuilding and just trying to like tune aesthetically how my body looks I got into that with Nick. Nick was like not happy with the way he looked and I wasn't too happy with the way I looked either. So we got together and we were like, all right, like let's put together a diet plan and a workout plan and let's get to it and like, let's, you know, let's grind. If you know Nick, like he probably did none of that work. It was probably all you. It's, it's funny cause Nick actually did really, like he was very successful in getting where he wanted to be and meet his goals. Cause he was, uh, he was trying to lose weight and dude, he dropped some serious fucking weight, bro. Like, when I, was this? I think right around COVID. Okay. Like right after COVID hit. So okay. So when when did you get into into working out and going to the gym? Because obviously, like you can find all you want about like you know going to the gym, how to get into the gym, how to lift weights, all of that. But like, how did you personally, for anyone who wants to know, get into going to the gym? Uh, I will say that I've been going to the gym on and off. Like I've had a twenty four hour fitness membership multiple times, like throughout my life. I had like a phase in middle school where I would try and go like here and there. I've never been super consistent though and recently when me and Nick started working out we started in his gym in his like you know in his garage we bought like a bench press again the garage we had a bag dude a lot of memories went down in that garage we had a punching bag we had we did a lot of calisthenic stuff so like free weight y'all think y'all can y'all can put a speed bag in there a speed bag he has a speed bag in there no are yeah, you like serious little, yeah yeah oh I'm coming over there <laughs> yeah he's got a speed bag yeah yeah I'm it's cool so we had you know we started with a couple little things and as we got more and more into it we got memberships again we started going to 24 hour fitness together 
And uh, for me, it was kind of like, I know a lot of people say this and it sounds kind of stupid, but it was kind of like a getaway from reality. Like me, whenever I work out, I put on my like noise cancellation headphones, everything fucking disappears. It's me, my music and the weights, you know, Dope. and I get to like get to it, you know, like, and I feel, have you ever experienced runner's high? Like when you run like fucking like you push yourself like past your limits and you fucking run for a long ass time. Yeah, yeah. And when you stop, like you feel lightheaded, you feel like it's for sure. I that's like the feeling I chase in the gym like that good like like that feeling of like um I couldn't even put my finger on I don't know I'm like I can't find the word you, like, like you like to get like knocked over the head that's what you're trying to say like that's <laughs> no, the feeling you're not chasing. knocked over the head but it is cool to like just like feel like you've done like you've worked real hard you've pushed yourself and you've like really like had a good day in the gym that feels good for me and also you know obviously like the benefits of you know looking better feeling a little better like it just going to the gym puts me into like a healthier mindset in life like i straighten out my thoughts when i'm in the gym i have time to think and i have time to work out and when i work out like i just clear my mind and i like just feel like my mind's more clear that's dope i like that a lot so let's talk about the specifics what do you do in the gym uh well i i have i used to have like a workout plan that i followed like straight to the t but i kind of stopped doing that because some people do exercises that other people say are good and don't really feel like a mind-muscle connection, which is like the biggest thing for building muscle is you got to feel that muscle working. Otherwise, you're not really doing shit. Some people just do the movements to get them done. But I, um, you know, I have like a set routine, a workout plan. I do like like Monday, not Monday, but like any day. Like, you know, I try to go like six, seven days a week. So just the whole week, basically. I try to, I try to. So I'll, like, you know, today was chest and triceps, tomorrow will be uh, biceps and back, and then the next day will be legs. And I'll try and stay real consistent with that. I'll go in and I'll be like, all right, like what, ex like I have my favorite exercises. I just go straight to those exercises and start with those. And I have like uh, a routine I kind of follow in my head and I do those things. Yeah, you just like try to stay consistent with it. I try and make like, sure I follow my diet plan, which is probably like my biggest struggle is eating right. But- Do you like fast food? No. I wish I liked fast food more. I can't gain weight. Like, my goal since I've started working out probably a year ago has been to, like, gain weight and put on some mass. But I just, like... You can't gain weight. That's another thing with me. Like, I've always stayed around the same weight. Is that yeah. is that what you... Like, you always stayed around the same weight no yeah. matter what? It's tough for me to gain weight. It's mm. really hard. That's good because a lot of people would, would wish to... Would, yeah, would wish to have that. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, like, I'm pretty satisfied with how I look right now. But I would like to get a little bigger, you know? I feel like I'm pretty small. You know what body dysmorphia is? It's kind of like never being quite satisfied like you it's, it's very like uh common people that go to the gym like you work out you know you feel good but then like you're not quite satisfied with where you at you want to get better and so what, what's the goal though like you want to look like a, one of those bodybuilders or no like... i don't want to be like nakachane like like insanely <laughs> huge like 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 arnold schwarzenegger but like i do i do want to put on like some decent some like a, like some more like I, just, I don't know i just feel like i've been skinny like my entire life and I'm trying to get bigger. You're definitely not skinny anymore. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I try. I do. <laughs> but I just gotta fucking pick up the fork. I can't eat. It's like it's that's like my biggest struggle. Going Forcing to yourself gym, to eat. Yeah, going to the gym is like easy for me. I mean, I love going to the gym. Like it's like when I started out, it was kind of like something I made myself do. But now I just enjoy it. Like I would rather go to the gym than like like go do some other stuff, like go to a party or like some stupid shit. And this is gonna lead us to this segment of quote breakdown basically i'm gonna give you a quote and you tell me what you think about it because it relates to what you just said so there's this concept that i heard somebody on instagram say is that for anyone trying to get into the gym 
go to the gym for five minutes, lift weight, do whatever, and go back to whatever you were doing. Like either it's work or go back home because it instills like this idea and it's like this hag that like of, of you going to the gym, right? So like five minutes will not do anything to your body, but it will do something to your mind because you're teaching your, your mind that, okay, like this is like, this is my regimen. Like I got to go to the gym. And then like you slowly build off of that because I think like the hardest part for people is to get to the point. And then once you, if they know what they're doing, everything kind of flows. Building the habit of going to the gym. Yeah. I think that's like very important is uh, what you said about regimen is like, you got to get like a routine down start doing it consistently. I feel like that's the biggest thing for people starting out to go to the gym. And you also got to find your own motivation because different things motivate different people. Right. Like some people are unhappy with how they look. Some people just enjoy it kind of like I do. But it started out for me, you know, while I was about conscious. That's what I was going to say because when you first started going to the gym, it wasn't like the most admirable thing, right? Yeah. Like you had to get yourself to do it. But after, once you got that point, like you listened to Theo's episode, like there's like a suffering point, right? Like you don't want to do something. But once you like include it again into your regimen, you find those things that are interesting. It just becomes more admirable because you either it's like you like getting better at something or like, Obviously, you're chasing a goal, but like there's pleasure to, to be had through the process. Yeah. One thing I will tell you is uh, like being good at something makes it much more enjoyable. Like, have you ever tried playing a video game that you fucking suck at? Mm-hmm. And it's boring as hell, right? Like you fucking suck at that game. Why would you want to play it? You ever played a video game you're really good at or that you're like better than most at? Right. You enjoy that game because you're good at it. When you go to the gym, you're starting off new. You're like, it's a new thing. You might not enjoy it because you might not be too good at it. But when you start like being consistent, building a habit, going to the gym often you start like seeing some results and you feel good because you can see yourself progressing in the weight class and your form gets better and like you are like better at working out it it might sound silly but that's really what it is is like you get better at working out and like seeing yourself progress will make you like it more because like you're learning new things you're building new skill sets you're like improving your lifestyle stuff like that you know makes you it makes it more enjoyable for you i love how you broke that down i feel like for anyone that's trying to get into the gym, that's like the most motivation you can get. That is, like you said, like it's gonna be hard at the start, yeah. but once you really get into it, like you're gonna find again those things that uh, that are of interest to you. And once you're really good at it, it feels good and and all of that. So there's another quote I have for you. This is from a YouTube video. Shout out Blazing Larry. Come on the show. So he said something like, for context, he was walking out of the gym after a workout, and he says, "I'm feeling great after gym glow. I feel like that's a real thing." You think that's for sure confident booster confidence booster for sure it's like so i mean for some people you just go into the gym and you get out you know you're just going to like i don't go to the gym to say i went to the gym i go to the gym to get myself a good workout and know i did something for myself to benefit myself so when i'm leaving the gym i just did something that's beneficial to me i feel good about myself you know what i mean I would agree with that quote 100%. Like, you feel a lot better about yourself. But I also will say it can sometimes go the other way. Like, you get a shit workout, you'll walk out feeling like shit. Yeah, because you have to understand, like, everything's everything won't be perfect every time. Like, it's, it's like there's always up and down to things. Like, sometimes it's not your day. But, yeah. like, the next day, you're like, oh, God, fuck, shitty workout. But I'm going to come into the next day or whatever. Yeah, capitalize on it and improve. For sure. Dope. Anything else you want you want to talk about gym? What's the, what's the favorite thing? What's 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 like your thing at the gym? You like lifting weights? Is it the leg press? What, what is it? My favorite group of muscles to work is back and biceps for sure. Like the the yeah. a bunch of a bunch of different exercises. Like the one where you, you know you know, pull like it's yeah. called lat pull down. Right. And then there's um like you can literally just stand up with the bar and like bend over and pull the bar to your belly button. 
It's like a good workout. It's a row. Curls are my shit. Fucking love curls. They're so fun. Yeah, I just like I just like love working out. For it's people really that think this shit, think that it's like some other language that you just said, like lifting curls is fun. Like what's what? Like they're like what the fuck? How the fuck is like lifting something like fun? Like right? Like for the people that don't understand. Yeah. So br- breaking down what like what's what's fun in that process for you? Is it like chasing like getting to the end goal or is it like? It's, yeah, like the pump. Or. It's tough, you know, dead ass. Like I, what you just said, the pump. Like that. I. And it sounds foolish. I'm. I'm sure it sounds stupid. But like when your muscle is getting tired and you put down the weight, and I can't. Like if you haven't experienced this personally, I can't exactly describe it to you. But it feels like your muscles like inflated. Like you can feel the entire rest of your body feels the same, but the one muscle that you just exercised, you can feel it. Like. Like I know I, what you're talking about. I personally don't lift weights, but I, I, I mean, I don't lift weights weights often. But like when I do, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the feeling I chase. To be honest with you, because like, you know, feeling that muscle soreness means growth, Dope. improvement. You know, when I feel that like my fucking muscle like wants to just fucking die, like put down the weight, pick up the weight, push it a little further, you're like, you know, getting a little stronger, and that makes me feel good. I don't. That's what I chase is like feeling my muscle fucking hurt like a bitch. Like that's what that's what I like and that's what feels good to me. Like I just enjoy that. Though. Yeah. It's kind of a weird question, but like obviously you come from a business background, right? Like being in a business and you really love the gym. Would you ever see yourself in the gym business, whether that be your own gym or anything like that? That's a good question. I I mean, I definitely want to have like a home gym. I don't know about opening a gym. That would be dope as fuck, but real estate in Los Angeles is incredibly expensive. <laughs> Machines are expensive, so like startup costs for to open a gym are insane. Yeah, no, you probably won't be able I to I couldn't even open. think I couldn't even imagine doing that. But one thing that would be fucking dope is like vlogging, you know, vlogging like a workout, helping other people. Like there are people like I've learned a lot of the workouts that I do now through social media. Like there is a lot to learn online. And I feel like if like if I could do that and record my own personal experiences like in the gym and like how I'm learning to eat and like things here and there and like like put that out for people like that would be cool for me. But we might have something something here coming soon. Yeah. Going off that home gym idea, is it because like you just want your own space or because like obviously the one thing that everybody can't and this could be an excuse for a lot of people is like oh I hate the people in the gym or like you know the shit's crowded like yeah. this this shit smells funny. Okay, so what are the odds? If we just had a business call, or you had a business call, I won't talk too much about it, but I overheard some of the conversation. And the guy we were just talking about, right, that gave you the $100 tip. Both employees want 100 each. 200 total. Yeah. The, like, like, that's literally like the epitome of, of everything, right? That like that moment just happened because it talks like, like we were just talking about repeat customers. Like this dude yeah. was... I heard the story like two years ago, bro. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like, like that that literally was soul talk right there, bro. But anyways, that that it hit it hit goosebumps in the back. Not gonna lie. But let's go back. So, question I had right. So you said you wanted a home gym. Is that something like more of a personal thing, or is it like because of like the atmosphere in in the gym you see today? Because again, some dudes will use that as an excuse to not go to the gym. Like, oh, like there's a lot of people there. It smells bad. Like. 
maybe like if, if it's your first time and like you don't want to get into it like you know people are gonna look at you funny you know like i've heard like there's a lot of like bad stigma around like people like starting the gym for the first time right because not everybody knows what to do or yeah uh, right so like some they they're self-conscious whatever it might be so what do you think about like obviously answer the what, what the home gym is about and then do you think there's a bad stigma in, in gym for a beginner uh so the dream for me is to have like a gym membership and a home gym so like you know if i'm like don't really want to go anywhere just you know eat a meal at home work out and then just do whatever i want i'm still at home i didn't leave the house so right. the convenience factor of having a gym at home and also like we were talking about personalization making everything the way you want it i can buy my own machines i can have what i like you know i like my certain shit i don't need all the shit that the gym has right because they had big ass that's right just buy the things you want you know it's right. cool personalization but it's also really nice to also like I feel like the gym for me is kind of like a community like I'll have people come up to me and talk to me sometimes in the gym though I've seen actually videos on IG like recently sorry because you all but like like uh like somebody's working out and like the grandpa will like be like yo like that's really hard like that's cool like that like so like is it is it more of that like somebody like motivates you yeah dude they're like I like I probably have a couple buddies in the gym the dude that works at the front desk is like a homie for sure right so it's a little like you said it's a nice little community yeah it's cool and I like it's it's not really all the gyms that I go to, but the one that I go to most often, which I guess I feel like is like they see my face often. You know, I'm like I come back all the time, familiar face. Right. Uh, people are super friendly, dude. I've had people come up to me and be like, dude, like like I've seen you like progressively increase the amount of weight you're lifting like crazy. Like, how do you do it? Like, can you give me some advice. And that's fucking cool, bro. Having people come up to you and be like, like I've seen you get better. Like, can you help me? Like, that's fucking nice. That's so- cool. Just making friends in the gym is cool. So I would never want to just work out at home. I would all, always still want to go back to the gym. What do you think about like how their kind of system works, right? Like, so if you have a pass, you get to go to every gym and like, let's say you're out of town, like you can go to the gym out there if they have, uh, which they most likely do and yeah. shit like that. Because I know you go to, you don't just go to one gym. Like if you're saying out in, in one place, whether it be for a party or you're with your girl, like I'm yeah. sure you're going to a different gym. And how is it having like that access to Super convenient. 24 Hour Fitness, there's different memberships, right? So there's like platinum, there's gold, I think there's like silver or some shit. And I know this because I just renewed my membership like a week ago. I have the top tier membership, which gives me access to all the 24 hour locations that exist like on the face of this earth. Because you want that. Which is amazing, bro. Like I'll be fucking wrapping up a party in like buttfuckville nowhere, like like (laughs) out and about, like an hour and a half away from home. I don't want to drive home and then go to the gym by my house. I'm already there. I'll go to the gym that's like a few minutes away from where I'm working. That's dope to, uh, that they have that type of service. Yeah. Convenience factor of just being able to go wherever, whenever. Right. Super dope. Like, uh, one thing that kind of sucks is I was out in Michigan mm-hmm. visiting my buddy with Nick the other day. Mm-hmm. We're also one of my best friends. His name is Drew. And uh, I like to work out, especially when I'm, vaca- when, like, when I'm on vacation. People think that's dumb as fuck. Really? Like, why, do you wanna, why do you like to work out when you're on vacation? Because it's something I really like. Like, you just like working out so like when you're on vacation it's like people it's, it's like a break but it's like why would you break from something that you like to do right yeah exactly that's 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 like you worded it perfectly like it's cool to like sometimes get away from work you know work can sometimes get annoying but like working out like i love working out like a vacation is a getaway to like enjoy yourself i like working out i'm gonna do that and enjoy myself like i was just in hawaii with the fam and my girlfriend and my parents are like, why the fuck are you going to the gym? We got three days here. We're in Hawaii. Like, what's the point? I was like, I was like, I just like going to the gym. Like, so I waited for my parents to fall asleep and I'll go to the gym at night or like during the day when someone's taking a nap. Dope. 
find some time somewhere to go to the gym. I love it. So, yeah, you know. That makes all the sense to me, right? Yeah. But I was saying I was in Michigan, and there's no 24-hour fitnesses out there. At least not where I stayed. I stayed in, like, a pretty small town in Michigan. Interesting. So I went to this little gym. It's called Anytime Fitness. They gave me, like, a day pass for, like, five bucks. That's the... You can find a gym anywhere. No excuses, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually a pretty cool story. You just you just like, oh, I don't have a gym membership, but like, I'm like trying to work out. Pass you can give me or something like how like what's the cheap month pass, and you know maybe like fifteen bucks for a month. I think it was. Wow. But I just I was only there for like three days, so I just. Got and and you were that's how much you were missing the gym. Yeah. Crazy. My friends hated me for it. They gave me shit for it the whole trip. You probably had to drive. Out yeah. of buck, buck, fuck, nothing, right? Yeah. To that place too, but like, yeah. it's that commitment that like, it's it's not even it's not even commitment. Again, like you just love to do it, so like you're gonna go out and and, and find that shit. And to a lot of people, that seems crazy. Yeah, but, but like, to you, I that's like what you want. So I'm gonna go do it. Like I don't really give a fuck. Dope. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of? I also I kind of want to wrap the gym thing unless you have something else you want to add about to wrap up on the fitness thing is like everybody's got their own thing you know everybody likes different things but I think having like a healthy workout routine is good for people so if you're someone that's trying to get into the gym and start working out and you're like afraid that like the gym's not for you give it a try gives like new things are always nice to try I know it's hard to step out of your boundaries but that's how you get better at things you're not good at anything specific like what, what to start how to start like Obviously, YouTube is Start is right at your fingertips. Home. Start working out at home. Do calisthenics. Calisthenics is an amazing way to get stronger. Like, I uh, I used to do a lot of calisthenics stuff, and that helped me get in tune with my body. And uh, I did that stuff at home in my room. Like, you can do that anywhere. You don't need, like, there's no excuses. You don't need weights. You can use your body weight. Yeah. Okay, so obviously you were, you said, I want to circle this back. You said you were a people's person. So is there any anything that you want to, Talk about like, time in high school. Is there any like events that, and we talk about a little bit about middle school, anything in high school that kind of stick with you? Honestly, I'd say like I would sum it all up, and I would say that just like having like like meeting people. Like there are some people that like I just loved in high school and middle school. Like I built some real connections with other humans, which is like the coolest shit, bro. Just like being becoming better friends with someone. That's that's really nice. Like getting to know someone, you know, cracking their shell, getting like getting real comfortable with the people around you. I don't know what you meant by that, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Lastly, do you do you have any goals for yourself that you wouldn't mind disclosing? Uh, well, right now I'm just trying to kind of save up money because eventually my goal in life is to be kind of like my dad not the IT thing but entrepreneur you know build your own business make your own income be your own boss that's the dream and I feel like that's the dream for a lot of Americans and just people in general but it's very like it's like you can create you you can like create your own income you know open your own business start your own thing you know like you don't have to work for somebody else and your dad was a big like motivation in that because you saw him do it right yeah so. for sure i think my dad's like like my number one inspiration to open my own business like and i've been like brainstorming a couple things here and there like there are a couple th- like couple things that i thought about one thing is like you know renting cars on Turo. it's passive income passive income is the best income you don't have to do shit passive income i feel like for most people that are uh, educated in the like the business specter is uh passive income is the best income for sure because you don't have to do anything it's like you set it up you do the work and then it's just cash flow so ideally i'd like to have multiple sources of income 
like I said right now, I'm just trying to save money and figure out like what kind of business I'd like to open because uh, the statistics for businesses that succeed is kind of harsh. It's like 50% or something like that. Very so it's low. Tough. It's really hard. I want, really want to like jump into the deep end. So I'm just saving money. I'm in school right now, taking some like really light courses. I'm thinking about getting like some kind of degree, maybe in business, uh, just to have something to, like for a, a safety net if uh, entrepreneurism doesn't quite work out for me. Right. But uh, the goal is to open my own business and ideally a couple of businesses. That's like the dream, but you know, one step at a time. Dope. That's the. I think that was a great way to. Unless you have anything else you want to add. I think that's about it. I think that's a great way to go out. That was Soul Talk. Peace.